So we welcome him, but I want to welcome you tonight as well. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so we're feeling the warmth of the Lord tonight, amen. <laughs> the warmth of his presence. There was warmth in his presence. And so uh, even this uh, uh, past Sunday, just, you know, just ministering on the, on the spirit of God and just, you know, by his spirit, we'll continue on. Uh, I'll never to focus a little bit more uh, tonight, but I want us to begin uh, in Proverbs chapter 24. <clears throat> Kick off there tonight. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 5 through 6. I'm actually reading from the translation called The Voice. <laughs> yeah. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 5 through 6. <laughs> it matched up pretty good with the other ones there. The voice. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 5 through 6. And then it says, a wise man possesses strength. And this is the translation in the voice. A wise man possesses strength. And an intelligent man knows how to increase it. For with wise guidance, somebody say wise guidance, guidance. you can wage a successful war. And with a council of many advisors, you will be victorious. So I'll say that uh, verse 6 again. For with wise guidance, you can wage a successful war. And with a council of many advisors, you will be victorious. <clears throat> so we talked about this past Sunday just by his spirit and just knowing the mind of God and his heart for us, even when we uh, talk, discuss a little bit about Jeremiah 29, we know that his plans for us is to succeed. And then for us to be victorious. And so there's, there's much that can be said about the counsel of men, but uh, tonight just want to just dig a little bit further just about the counsel of the Holy Spirit as it pertains to our victory. Because we know, we understand that he's the primary source, the first and foremost, <laughs> the beginning and the end as it pertains to strategy and victory. And we know that it comes from, um, uh, from the Lord. And so... Uh, we established this past Sunday that our lives begin, especially as spirit beings, it begins in the spirit. Everything begins in the spirit. Everything begins in the spirit. First and foremost, it begins in the spirit. All that we are began in the spirit first. <laughs> All that we need is in the spirit. All that we hope to become is in the spirit. So somebody say it's in the spirit. <laughs> wow, I can only imagine what it would be like just to really have our eyes fully opened to see who we really are. Wow. Lord, open our eyes even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just making that prayer right now. Lord, open our eyes even more. By the Spirit, more and more. Somebody can say that right now. Open my eyes even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the Spirit. <laughs> God's looking to show, show some things, demonstrate some things here. And so when I looked at that term, again, just by the Spirit, not being real deep with this point, but that term by, as we know in today's understanding, it applies by means of, by way of. 
And so uh, when we think about it, uh, meaning the path to achievement, accomplishment, victory, that which pleases God, is something that's been carved out by the Spirit of God. <laughs> it's hard to be carved out by the Spirit of God. And so uh, when I started thinking about, again, just by the Spirit, just even plainly spoken, we have to yield to the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> if it's going to be by His Spirit, then it means that it's not by us alone, I should say. <laughs> So we yield, and then I, uh, what I have to do, uh, you know, quite a bit uh, for me to get to my house, uh, for where I stay at <coughs> in media, I have to take something called the media bypass. So I started thinking about it. I was like, wow, so what that does, that allows me to get home, ironically, on Providence Road. So I take the bypass to get on to Providence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I take the bypass to get onto the providence. And so what it does, taking the bypass allows me to avoid the congestion and all the traffic lights and all the things that would cause delays if I were to just keep going straight on my normal path. And so when we think about it, by his spirit, we bypass. I got to say that again. By his spirit, we bypass. Many of us have enough stories where, where um, we didn't heed, and then we just kept on going straight, going on. So, well, man, this just seems like the best path. I know I'm supposed to be going this way, and then we get jammed up. Have y'all ever felt jammed up in the spirit or things got jammed up or kind of held up? <laughs> Not the way that God desires. So, again, by his spirit allows us an opportunity to be able to bypass some things so that way we can get aligned with the providence of God. God's will is perfect. And so, of course, we know Holy Spirit. I'm so glad Jesus left us the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the comforter, and he's the most anointed advisor. And so what I want to be able to do, um, you know, even, even when we understand that uh, the Holy Spirit, he's not just whimsical, nor is he void of strategy. It's not just a fly by night, but when we grow in relationship with Holy Spirit, our reference in relationship moves from it to him. I'm speaking this plain because we know, uh, you know, and I, and I learned this coming along after I started realizing de developing relationship with Holy Spirit. I was like, man, I used to just call him it. I was like, man, it's, he's not it. <laughs> right. He is absolutely person. Absolute person. Jesus referred to him and says, I will leave you the comforter. And so what I want to be able to do is we're going to begin um, tonight. We're going to look at some counsel in the garden. Uh, but let's go to Genesis chapter 3. <clears throat> and this will lead back to uh, victory here. But counsel of the Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. I'm actually reading in the King James Version here. And there's going to be some principles, some basic but profound principles to victory that are spirit-led uh, that we'll uh, discuss tonight. And it says this, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. 
But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. And I'm going to slow down at verse 8 here. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And I'm going to read verse 8 again. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. <clears throat> and sometimes you might look at this and go, well, what does this have to do with victory? Quite a bit. <laughs> because we see here this is where defeat took place. <laughs> but God already had in mind a plan. That there would be another garden where he would show up and for victory to be able to take place. And so when we look at it right here, one of the things that Holy Spirit does, and I was noticing this because, you know, when we just start meditating on Holy Spirit, I realized that a whole, a large part of it just has to do with fellowship. And really fellowshipping with him to, to build intimacy and just get to know him more. Not a whole bunch of rules and rituals and a whole bunch of things, but it's like, Lord, I just want to be in your presence. And then it was late last night. He was like, okay, let me show you something. It's like, <clears throat> let's look at the garden where I walked. And so it says this, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking. One of the first things that we understand that the spirit leads us in victory is that he leads by his voice. He leads by the voice. And it was interesting because it says they heard the voice of the Lord walking. <laughs> How do you hear a voice walk? <laughs> but there's presence <laughs> in that. <laughs> it's something. There's a show out. As, you know, we read from a translation in Proverbs called The Voice. And then there's this competitive singing show out now called The Voice. How many of y'all have either heard of that or maybe seen, seen bits and pieces of that show called The Voice? A real interesting concept that's been around for a while. Uh, what happens is it's an actual audition. And so you have these singers, big audience. Uh, you have these singers uh, that come forth and they perform. But the panel, the judges, they actually have their backs turned. So it's about four judges. And then what they're doing is they're looking to build a team that will ultimately, someone will be a final and compete at the end that people can vote on, and they get a deal, whatever the case, the prize is. But the four, the four panelists who are actually judging, they have their backs turned. Everybody else in the audience can see them and things of that nature. But the thing is, each judge, while their back is turned, I'll say that we're the judge and that person is performing right there. While their back is turned, what they have to do is listen. Because a lot of times we're moved by what we see. <clears throat> Come on, man. 
We're moved by what we see. And so what they had, what the judges have to do, they're sitting there. Sometimes they'll have their, 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 their legs crossed and they're just like. Some of them might really just take that next step and just close their eyes because what they want to do is like, man, I need to feel their presence through their voice. And then while that person's sitting there belting out singing, and then, that, and then that panelist and then that judge, they might get to a point where they feel it, and then they just hit a little buzzer, boom, it's like, oh, I got to have that person. Then they turn around, and that person's still singing, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I've been selected, but they're still performing. And then that judge is like, yeah, now I see what I heard. Now I see what I heard. I, now as I'm hearing, I'm actually, because as they're hearing, they're hearing even the potential. That's like, oh, this person's got soul. Oh, I can imagine what can be done based upon that voice. And so what Holy Spirit does and what, what, what God does, he develops us to be able to understand his voice beyond sight. And to be able to be moved by voice. <laughs> Every day he walks with us. As a matter of fact, there's a song that says, he walks with me, he talks with me, and then what? It tells me I'm his own. <laughs> the voice does that. And the Holy Spirit has a distinct voice. He speaks, he directs, he counsels. But one of the things, and of course many of us are familiar, but I think it's worth sharing. First and foremost, he does not contradict himself. And not that this is a whole message on hearing the voice of God, but it's always important to know as he's leading by his voice in the paths of victory, that he's not going to say anything that's going to contradict the word. I think that's important because some people's like, well, man, if, is this God? Well, if, it's, if you're hearing something that's different from what is written, no. That is absolutely not God. What you're hearing is counsel from the serpent. That is from the garden. If you hear something that comes from the mouth of somebody else that contradicts and you're like, well, maybe they got a word for me. If it contradicts what is written, that's not the word. We don't want to repeat what we saw here as believers. And so we've got to understand that. So if it's not in conjunction, in connection with the word, it's not God. And then another thing for people that do know what the word says uh, they could take it to another extreme. They say, well, well, God said it, but then they don't understand the spirit of the word. They go strictly by the letter. Well, this is just what it says. And then they, they, they manipulate people by that and oftentimes abuse people by that. Because they don't understand the Bible talks about the letter of the law and then the spirit. The spirit. So. This is the thing that I understand because I actually uh, just received a manuscript. I want to give a brief little shout out to my mom who just sent off her final manuscript for her first book. Amen. <laughs> and I had the uh, privilege and honor, I should say, of being the at least chief editor uh, of this project. So if you do see an error for those that might happen to pick it up, yeah, that was me. So... <laughs> But it was interesting because as I'm reading her writing, 
while I'm reading it, I'm hearing her voice. So I'm understanding based upon not just what, he, what, what is being read, but it's like, oh, I know my mom. I know her heart behind what she's saying. And oftentimes, you know, even, even when you think, think about it, you know, uh, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll glance at, uh, uh, you know, some of the books that <clears throat> Prophet Doreen ha- has written. Then I'll read it. I'm hearing her voice. I'm hearing her voice. And it's just interesting. It's also good to hear if you read a book and then the person that actually wrote the book has an audio format of that. It's just a whole nother experience when you hear the voice of the person behind it. That's one of the advantages of being a believer and in relationship with Holy Ghost when you read scripture. There's too many people that read the word, go off with the letter and be like, man, the Bible's crazy. Oh, you're not hearing the voice. You just don't know. I remember taking biblical classes and people going through all this stuff and breaking this down in college. And I'm like, how do y'all not? Wow. It's like, you think this is just ink on a page? Yes, in the scripture, da, 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 da. I was like, oh my gosh, they don't even know the author. I'm going to do this and pass this class. But, whoo. Yes, and the writers were saying this, and if this couldn't possibly have taken place, it was just such and such. I was like, oh my gosh. And these were like three-hour classes that I had to take on a Wednesday night, 7 to 10. I was like, my goodness. But knowing the voice and knowing that, that God leads, he speaks. And so... Again, the voice has a distinction to it, has a spirit behind it. And so we don't want to abuse people. Matter of fact, we've heard this term, but what people can often do is take scripture and then become mean spirited. And this also comes from a place of self-righteousness, which is not God, not his spirit. How do we know? Actually, we slow it down and look at it like this. It says this, that. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. In the garden was, is, is, is significant because this was the garden of Eden. Eden meaning delight. So we can read it like this. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in delight. Delight yourself. When, when God speaks, even, even when I look at that, the correction and even with the stuff, it, it wasn't. He was like, look. What did you guys do? Then it was a blame game. It was that woman you gave me. Eve, what did you do? It was the serpent. The guy's like, all right, serpent, you're going to have to crawl on the ground. Eve, you're going to have to deal with pain and childbearing. Adam, you're going to have to sweat now and work. But he's still (laughs) the presence, the presence, the presence. Don't be (laughs) mean-spirited. And let's be voice, act, voice led. You know something? Even in, even in our that house that we live, it's a I don't even know how to describe it, Cape Cod kind of thing. But it's a certain part where you know we try to talk and communicate, and it's one of the things where if I'm in a certain place, it's like I can't really hear what you're saying. So I have to reposition myself, because one of the things that we tell each other: stop yelling in the house. <laughs> It ain't but so big right now, so just come and let's get in closer proximity so we can have a conversation without yelling. If it ever seems like to a point where God is, the voice is yelling, that means we've gotten off somewhere. (laughs) So 
Victory is led by the voice. God gives us instructions as far as for what we need to do. We want to make sure that we are sensitive. So let's just say, God, I thank you, Lord, for even greater sensitivity to what you're saying, to your voice. I thank you that I can, that I'm moved by your voice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Number two for spirit-led victory, and again, this is basic, but profound, is presence. The presence of the Holy Spirit. We need his presence for a victory by his spirit. And it was interesting. I'm going to read this again. Verse 8, and when they heard the voice of the Lord in the light, in the cool of the day. I don't know why, but the, well, I do know why, because Holy Spirit, because you know how many times we've read this, but he was like, go back and read it again. He's like, there's something to it. And so now I'm sitting here reading because I'm excited. I was like, oh, man, this ain't even about a message. I was like, man, I just want to know more. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, in that cool of the day, find out what that was in the Hebrew. I was like, okay. It's ruach. (laughs) When you look at it just plain and simple, you just think, oh, man, it's a nice temperature. No, it's the spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I was like, wow, that is so interesting. So, and they heard the voice of the Lord in the light, in the spirit. And they heard the voice of the Lord in the light, in the spirit. His presence was with them. And it's so true, something that we know, but again, don't go without the presence. The thing that I appreciate about Abounding Grace Family Worship Center, we are a presence-based ministry. (laughs) Ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. People that come, whether visiting or join, uh, oftentimes, even the time that I've been here, uh, about four and a half years now, I've heard people say, it's like, man, you know what? When I come, I sense, I feel, I experience the presence of God. I guess that makes us a cool ministry. Man, what kind of ministry do you go to? Man, my ministry is a cool ministry. What you mean? (laughs) We're a cool ministry. There's the breeze that comes through that we make an invitation of. They say it all the time. Open up the windows. Let the breeze in. That's what we do for service. When we gather together, we want you to come breezy. Come bring the breeze. Refresh somebody else. And this is absolutely necessary for victory. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 through 4. The thing that I realized, even when people say that, and I was like, man, you know what? That really shouldn't be a distinction as it pertains to the church. It shouldn't be, like, unusual. It should be when, when the body of Christ gathers together, we should always experience the presence. We should always experience the coolness. <laughs> wow. I'm just throwing this little nugget even before we go in today because I just, I just saw that. That was just interesting. 
but <coughs> oh my gosh, help, help me out, Holy Ghost. I'm trying to remember the terminology. Was it J- Jacob's? Jacob's? Um, no, not the ladder. Abraham's. What was it Abraham's bosom? When I touched the, when the person that was on the other side of the chasm was like, "Can you touch?" Touch it, and then what was the what was the response of the person? He he touched the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The water on the tongue <laughs> for the coolness. And then when I just saw that, I was like, man, you know what? That was just a release of the Holy Spirit just for a little bit, because didn't David say, even if I make my bed in shale in hell, <laughs> you're there. Just a little, just a little thought. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 through 4. And this is actually English standard version here, but it, it, you can follow along. When you go out to war against your enemies, and again, we're connecting this to spirit-led victory, and you see horses and chariots and an army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them. This is why. For the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, and shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. The presence of the Lord by his spirit brings you the victory. I have this wonderful picture that I was sent today um, of my father being discharged from the hospital. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Thank you for your prayer. My mom sent the text along with the pictures and said he took up his bed and walked. Glory to God. Come on. And so it's a picture of my father actually pushing the wheelchair that they were pushing him around in. <laughs> and he was all cool in his long trench coat and his little uh, Kangol-type hat going on there. <laughs> but we knew what we were contending against for those that were praying around the clock. I thank you so much uh, for that. But again, we look at it, it says, when you go out to war against your enemies and see the horses and chariots in an arm, those horses and chariots can represent diagnoses doesn't matter the size for the Lord your God is with you that is the absolute personal for a moment but I don't think I'm the only one that is my most favorite promise in the Bible out of all the stuff you can talk about prosperity you can talk about all the type of stuff my most favorite promise in the Bible is that the Lord said I'm with you that's, that's the one. When Jesus said, I will never, never leave you nor forsake you. Woo! <clears throat> and then it's moments where the Lord will remind me. He's like, oh, I want you just to remember that I'm here with you. The moments where I, where I just kind of run off and get into, a, a, again, like into that room and I'm in a corner. And the Lord's talking. I'm like, oh, I can't hear you. It's like, man, you need to come close, but I just want to let you know that I'm here. <laughs> that's simple, but that's deep. 
So it doesn't matter how many armies that, that, that rise up against us. And it says, hear, O Israel, again, hear this voice. Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. God ain't fighting just to be fighting. There was one purpose when he steps up. And there was one result when he steps up. It's like, Lord, what'd you come here for? I came here for victory. <laughs> I, I, I come to win. And I just want to let you know that I'm here. So you're not alone if you look at something that might seem huge. It's like, man, God, all this type of stuff is against me. He's like, what is that? And who is that to me? When we have this more understanding and revelation of presence, and you understand that as we get into his presence. It's something because, I'll, I'll rehash it again, but I've just been singing more. And my voice, some of these songs haven't even been like good sounding. <laughs> but it's been from the heart. And the Lord's been drawing me to it. He's like, because yeah, I don't want you to go a day without understanding that I'm with you. I want to develop more of a consciousness. I want you to develop more of a consciousness that I'm with you. So it was one moment I was sitting in a wild, wild parking lot, you know, <laughs> mulling over a whole bunch of things that were on my mind. And then the Lord interrupted my thought. He's like, hey, I'm here. And I was like, oh, yeah, why am I trying to do this by myself? God, I thank you for victory. And then all that stuff I was mulling and contemplating, the weight of it just lifted. Yes. I was like, all right, God. He's like, okay, yeah, you feel better? I was like, yeah, let's do this. It's <laughs> like, you're not alone. I'm not way out there in space. God, if you can hear me, stop yelling. I'm right here. Now, there's a difference between a shout and then you just yelling because you don't think he's close. <laughs> but the presence. Third thing is something I'll spend a tad bit more time on. Spirit-led victory. What, in conjunction with that, requires spirit-led timing. I'm going to read verse 8 again, and then we'll go to another scripture. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool, somebody say, of the day. <laughs> yeah, of the day. That phrase, of the day, of course, <clears throat> it talks, you know, it, it, it deals with day, it deals with time, but it could also deal with age. But when we're talking about victory, that spirit led, there's a sense of timing, that's connected to it as well. When God talks, of course, we have to be sensitive to what he's saying when he's saying it. And then the instruction that he gives, we have to ask, okay, God, is there, is there a, a, a timing of which this needs to be able to take place? We want to make sure that we, we connect with that because you know what? You can miss it. <laughs> 
the beautiful thing is, as he leaves, should, should he choose, he can also redeem the time. But there's some things that I look back over the past like, ah, oh, man, I missed that. But he's like, all right, don't get stuck on what you missed. There's more. <laughs> and so even as it pertains to, to, to war and, and different things that we strategize and look to overcome and, and, and conquer, uh, we want to do what you can while you can as the spirit leads. There's some stuff that you want to do, and we understand for the young people Get with the Holy Ghost and do what you can while you are young. Because there will come a day in age where you won't be able to do what you did like you did it. And then you have to do something new and something different. And then just to encourage, uh, again, even some of the younger that are listening, uh, for certain things that the enemy comes against you with, by the Holy Spirit, conquer it now because you don't want to be an old person dealing with young issues. Amen. And so, again, uh, Holy Spirit gives us the word and direction of the day. <laughs> In fact, Merriam-Webster, uh, when I went on MerriamWebsterDictionary.com, they actually have something every day called the word of the day. And I think that's great because that's one thing that we always want to seek Holy Spirit for. Jesus patterned that whole lifestyle. What's the word for the day? So according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, January 9th, 2019, the word of the day for today is behest. Thought it was interesting. Behest, B-E-H-E-S-T. It means an authoritative order, command, or an urgent prompting. Authoritative order, command, urgent prompting. And again, this is dealing with timing of, of the Holy Spirit, because there's some stuff where he gives an authoritative command. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's not a suggestion. But the Holy Spirit, he'll give us a straight up command or we'll sense an urgent prompting. Let's look at Acts chapter 16. I'm going to speed this up a little bit here. Acts chapter 16. Spirit-led victory by his spirit. Acts chapter 16, I'm reading from the Amplified. I'm going to read for a little bit, uh, 1 through 10 here, and this is in the Amplified. Acts chapter 16, and Paul went down to Derby and also to... Lystra, a disciple named Timothy was there, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. Of course, we understand Timothy, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. She had become convinced that Jesus is the Messiah and the author of eternal salvation and yielded obedience to him. But Timothy's father was a Greek. He, Timothy, had a good reputation among the brethren at Lystra and Iconium. Paul desired Timothy to go with him as a missionary, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews that were in those places all of whom knew that his father was a Greek. Verse 4, as they went down on the way from town to town, they delivered over to the assemblies for their observances the regulations decided upon by the apostles and elders who were at Jerusalem. 
Verse 5, so the churches were strengthened and made firm in the faith, and they increased in number day after day. And Paul and Silas passed through the territory of Phrygia and Galatia. And having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to proclaim the word in the province of Asia. And when they had come opposite of Mysia, <laughs> they tried to go into Bithynia. But the spirit of Jesus did not permit them. So passing, my, passing by my Asia, passing by, bypass, passing by, bypass my Asia, they went to Troas. There in Troas, a vision appeared. Somebody just say Troas. And then verse 9. There in Troas, a vision appeared to Paul. That's going to be key. <coughs> in the night. A man from Macedonia stood pleading with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Verse 10, and I'll stop there. And when he had seen the vision, we, including Luke, at once endeavored to go on into Macedonia, confidently affirming that God had called us to proclaim the glad tidings gospel to them. So what we see here, the Holy Spirit here, uh, Paul and Silas, they were... Uh, they had it on their minds to be able to go to Asia to preach the gospel there. Good idea, right? But the Holy Spirit, in one verse, it says it forbid them. And then the next verse, it says the spirit of Jesus. <laughs> Bottom line, look, don't go. Don't go. So then what they said, okay, okay, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to bypass this situation, and then we're going to go to Troas. And there in Troas, there was a vision that took place. So God spoke to him. The Lord spoke to him by means of vision. Because who knows whether he was one. It's like, man, at least for me, I'm not saying that Paul, but it's like, man, how come, man, I want a Holy Spirit. How come we, we weren't allowed to be, he prevented us from being able to go there. Okay, we're going to head to Charles. Boom, vision. See the man, hey, we need the gospel. What you might hear as, as you journey on and what some have, this is a Macedonian call. Yeah. Like, hey, we need the gospel. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Didn't understand the voice, but then the Lord spoke another way by vision yeah. for direction. Yeah. And then this situation right here was actually, this no wasn't a, a no forever. It was a not now. Because they wind up being able to go to uh, Asia later. Matter of fact, you even go to uh, Revelation, it says, to the seven churches in Asia. And then it talks about the church in Asia. So it wasn't a no. It was a, hey, not now. I need you to go here. And it was urgent. <laughs> and so for these victories, because this is connected to victory, which we'll see, for this victory, it has to be a sense of timing that we want to make sure and connects with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit. There's victory. As a matter of fact, we see instances throughout the Bible where there's some instances where the people are like, let us go up at once. Lord's like, hey, I'm with you. It's like, man, you just go and the victory is yours. And then we understand by relationship as we grow because we got to learn obedience. We get trained in developing obedience. Then we know when to fight and then when to fall back. So in this situation right here, they, they, prevent, they prevented it. And so uh, 
<clears throat> we do know that there is timing and victory. And victory has, has timing. <laughs> and not that we have to backtrack, but I'm like, God, you know what? I want to get better at timing. I want to get better because God will say some stuff, and then sometimes we get so excited, we just want to run off and do it right now. He said, no, not yet. There's a timing to this. There's some other things that you need to be able to do. Whether it be relationally, there's, some, there's, a, there's a timing to things, especially romantically. Where there might be things as it pertains to, to business, it's like, ah. Oh. I remember I started some things without the knowledge that I need, and I was like, whew, man, that cost. It's like, yeah, we were going in that direction, but there was still more, some more development. I need you to slow down a little bit and, and stay open to, hear, to hearing more. Like, oh, got it. Because here we go, last scripture that I'll show this because, the, again, they're in Troas. But then 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 through 14. Here we go. In the Amplify. Spirit-led victory. <laughs> Paul, again, <clears throat> this is what he said because we saw there in Acts. He said, there in Troas, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from Macedonia stood pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, in, in, in 2 Corinthians, we say, now when I arrived in Troas to preach, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 through 14. So this is what he says, now when I arrived, and he's talking to some other, other people. Luke, of course, uh, is, is credited with writing um, Acts, but we get a first-hand account here with Paul. Now, when I arrived at Troas to preach the good news, the gospel of Christ, a door of opportunity was opened for me in the Lord. Yet my spirit could not rest, relax, get relief because I did not find my brother Titus here. So I took leave from them and departed for Macedonia. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. So in hindsight, he's like, man, you know what? This just led to victory. There in Troas, here I was directed not to go to Asia. I go to Troas and then I get a vision. And then in the vision, I get instructed to go to Macedonia. Now in Macedonia, the fragrance of the knowledge of him is able to spread everywhere. And then, hey, I get revelation that by Christ Jesus, he always leads us. When I'm looking back, he always leads us in triumph through Christ Jesus. So even some of the stuff where it may have been delayed or may have looked like a denial at that moment, I can just look back over my 41 years of life and be like, man, you know what, God? I see a thread here. Some things that I'm learning that if I just slow down enough and connect with you, that you always lead me in triumph. There are some things that I just... <coughs> Some, 
um, a couple of times, and I, I, I realized, it's like, man, God, you, you did this before, too. But some stuff where I was just asking the Lord and seeking the Lord about and just kind of praying in the spirit, and then the Lord would speak to me in a dream. It's like, oh, wow. This is the answer that I needed for what I've been thinking about. He's like, yeah, you know what? I need to get you in a position where your mind's not trying to formulate everything, and then I'll just speak to you by the spirit. In the dream where your mental mind is not as active, but I'm still talking to you. So right now, I just want to just bless God for just spirit-led timing. Come on. God, I thank you, Lord, for just the right timing in the name of Jesus. And the Lord, Lord will do that. We can rehearse some things and be like, man, you know what, God, I thank you, Lord, for just greater sensitivity about your timing, Lord. I don't want to jump out too soon nor too late. God, I thank you, Lord, for your timing. And he'll begin to communicate, and then what, what happens is you'll begin to feel those urgent promptings. Okay, all right, this is the time you need to go right now. Some of the stuff you might keep, if it's some things that, are, that might seem re- recurring, and the Lord keeps revisiting, or, or maybe even get an, a deeper inward witness, or maybe even some outward witnesses begin to share some things, like, oh, man, I was just thinking about that. That could be a moment of timing right there that the Holy Spirit's like, okay, yep, go for it. And the thing about uh, timing uh, with the Lord is it's not necessarily that everything is going to be just laid out in front of you in A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. But he'll give you instructions to where we step out and go. It's like, oh, and then more gets unfolded. Because the thing about it is the more you step out, the more you see. <laughs> the more you step out, the more you see. Matter of fact, just encourage somebody right now and say, yeah, I agree with you for God's timing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just even hearing this right now. You need to encourage somebody with this word right here and say, no, it is your time. <laughs> somebody needs to hear that. <laughs> somebody needs to hear that. <laughs> Somebody needs to hear. It's like, man, you know what? This, it's, it's, it's your time. <laughs> Glory to God. And it was uh, so interesting, you know, as, as I went back and started reading, uh, you know, Genesis chapter 3, I was like, Lord, you know what? I'm not going to be like that Adam. <laughs> I'm not going to be like that Adam. <laughs> Because that Adam hid from the presence of the Lord and started blaming people. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Holy Spirit, when I hear your voice, I'm, 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 yes. I don't even care if I messed up and I'm naked. Yeah, oh, I'm here. I'm, yep. <laughs> but then out of it, it came a song that was on my heart that I just started lifting up before the Lord. And I'm going to... Uh, Sing it, play it, because I recorded it on my phone, and I'm going to try to sing it at the same time. Uh, but the words are this. It's, it says, <clears throat> he gave me the title. He was like, yeah, in the cool of the day. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I will never hear the word cool the same again. <laughs> but it's just a simple song. It says, in the cool of the day, I long to be with you. 
Your presence I adore. This is coming to me as I'm reading the scripture. In the cool of the day, I long to walk with you. To know you more and more. Wow, I feel them now. I hear the sound of your voice. And I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice. And I say, here I am. Here's my heart to your hands. And as I was singing it, it was just like the coolness started showing up. I'm going to say it one more time. In the cool of the day, I long to be with you. Your presence I adore. In the cool of the day, I long to walk with you, to know you more and more. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. Here's my heart to your hands. Amen. Bear with me one one moment here. I'm going to play it on a recorder and just kind of sing along. But just at this moment, if you want to stand or if you just want to just listen along, just kind of worship. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. In the cool of the day, I long to be with you. Your presence I adore. In the cool of the day, I long to walk with you. To know you more and more, I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. In the cool of the day, I long to be with you. In the cool of the day, I long to be with you. I long to be with you. Your presence I adore. Your presence I adore. In the cool of the day, I long to walk with you. In the cool of the day, I long to walk with you, to know you more and more. I long to walk with you. To know you more and more. I hear the sound of your voice. I hear the sound of your voice. And I say, here I am. And I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. I hear the sound of your voice. I hear the sound of your voice, and I say, here I am. And I say, here I am. Here's my heart to your hands. And I say, here I am. Here's my heart to your hands. 
Here's my heart to your hands. And I say, here I am. And I say, here I am. Here's my heart to your hands. Here's my heart to your hands. One more time, and I say, here I am. And I say, here I am. <laughs> Here's my heart to your hands. <laughs> Glory to God. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so we're going to, uh, I, I'm going to get with Pastor Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how we can make that happen. <laughs> Deacon Jeff said bars. And it's, it's, it's something because I was like, man, Lord. And I just kept playing it over and over again. Because then after a while, you have to hit, stop hearing yourself singing. And then it's like, Lord, this is just from my heart. And then it was almost just like as I started doing it, you know, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when you just know God's with you, you just get chill bumps. And every now and then... Sometimes when you have those moments with the Holy Spirit, I know I have experienced on occasion where you just feel a breeze. And it ain't no AC on. <laughs> In the cool of the day, Lord, we long to be with you. Lord, your presence we adore. In the cool of the day, God, we long to walk with you, to know you more and more. We say, God, that we hear the sound of your voice. And our response to your voice is to say, here we are. Our response to your voice is to say, Lord, that our hearts are in your hands. God, so I thank you, Lord, that <laughs> there's just a greater level of, of understanding taking place, God, even as a result, Lord. Counseling the heart of a man is like a deep water, but you said that a man of understanding draws it out. Lord, you give us that understanding. God, I thank you, God, that even now, God, I just declare, Lord, that we're just going deeper in you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that even I just make a declaration, Lord, that um, that whatever level of, of dream activity, God, that you inspire, God, that it just even goes up to a greater level of activity. And along with that, Father, I thank you, Lord, that there's understanding. <laughs> that our understanding, God, will go to another level. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that our hearts are, 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 are steadily open, God, 24-7 to your counsel by your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for answering questions, God. I thank you, Lord, for even the promptings, Lord, that we're, we're uh, 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 more sensitive to your promptings. I thank you, Father, for even greater insights, Lord, into, Lord, that you're opening up our eyes, Lord, to what you're saying in your word. And we just thank you, Lord, again, for wisdom, <laughs> for wisdom, for wisdom, Lord. We thank you for the counselors, God. I pray, Lord, even for those that don't, uh, even for the, the uh, human counselors, I thank you, Lord, for godly advisors. For this season, for this stage in life, God, to bring about the victory, Lord, that we need now. I thank you, Lord, for that new circle of influence <laughs> that have already broken through to help us, God, just to manifest your victory, God. And I thank you, Lord, for just a fragrance being released everywhere through this house, through us, your people, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah.